0: Hi there welcome back. I just did all the programming every two hours until 9 a.m. tomorrow so let's get caught up with what's going on on Touch. New incriminating evidence brought in another complaint against Trump five hours ago.
1: Hey everyone Harry here to talk about E. Jean Carroll's motion to amend her defamation complaint against Donald Trump. All right, this gets a little factually complicated. Legally, it's no uh, great challenge, but hang with me for a moment. This is the lawsuit that E. Jean Carroll brought originally back in 2019, what the um, courts have taken to calling Carroll 1. It was when Trump... First defamed her, first said she's not my type, first called her a lunatic and whatever he did. It got caught up, as you may remember, in litigation under the Trump administration over the question, when he defamed her, was Trump acting within the scope of his employment as president? And the Department of Justice came in and said (laughs) that he was. The consequences for that would have been essentially fatal because there would be two statutes involved. But One would say the Department of Justice would just take over the defense, but the other would say the uh, whole cause of action goes away because the United States gets to choose as a sovereign, what cases it will permit itself to be sued for, and this sort of intentional tort, which is what defamation is, is not on the list. So, the upshot of the Department of Justice position was that Eugene Carroll would be out of luck. Now, fortunately for her, uh, unfortunately for Donald Trump, after he left office, Trump defamed her again, uh, oh, and no. moreover, New York State passed a law that permitted victims of sexual assault a one-year window
0: Great,
1: gonna to get reopen their again. case ha, even ha. if uh, the statute of limitations had run, which it had long since for E. Carroll. And Carroll 2 is the trial that happened a few weeks ago where both the defamation, the one that succeeded Trump's presidency, and the assault were tried to a jury, which held for Carol. Meanwhile, back on the first case, so it has um, run quite a tortuous route through through the courts. She brought the case in New York State Court. Trump was able to move it into New York Federal Court. Then the department of justice made its motion saying we should take over this case because he was acting within the scope of employment The judge denied that motion, and it went to the Second Circuit. And the Second Circuit, this is like 31 months, all very condensed, said, you know what, this is a matter of Washington, D.C. employment law, same as if, Mm -hmm. you know, a a, a driver for Whole Foods in Washington had crashed into someone. We're going to ask our friends in the D.C. Court of Appeals, the District of Columbia Court, And they did, and the District of Columbia Court said uh, a few weeks ago, sorry, we can't answer your question for you because it's not just a matter of what the law is. There's all these factual issues, especially the state of mind of the tort visa, that being Donald Trump. And they sent it back to the Second Circuit, which just a couple weeks ago said, okay, we have all the guidance we're going to do, and returned it to judge Kaplan, who's the very guy who tried the other case has been very favorable for e g carroll now one more little wrinkle in the meantime she makes the motion to amend the complaint and the department of justice says judge please decide that first before we figure out what our position is and that of course suggests they might be contemplating changing their position which would make the whole issue go away. She though, Eugene Carroll, says in her motion to amend the complaint it should go away anyway. And that's because there's new evidence that under the guidance of the DC Court of Appeals should really show that he wasn't acting within the scope of his employment. What is that evidence? Well, among other his deposition testimony. In which he basically made clear he only told this to, um, I think Melania. Therefore, it made it makes evidence that she wants to say makes it clear in terms of the scope of employment. Also, he repeats these nasty comments on CNN Town Hall, and they say that goes to the availability of punitive damages. Again, not for this is the thing to grasp. Uh, This is all still the 2009 uh, count, it's not a new cause of action or an amendment. she hasn't added to it, it's all about deciding the big issue in the 2009 uh, complaint, which is whether Trump is acting within the scope of employment. So she asked the court, I'd like to amend the complaint to add some more information, like from his deposition and like what he said at CNN Town hall and please let me do that trump of course opposes and the department of justice says decide this motion please and then we'll tell you where we stand okay so deep breath again point number one not a new (laughs) cause of action she's not uh trying to um uh use or leverage the cnn town hall for another count but The same old one, which will turn on whether he's acting within the scope of his employment. There's a possibility the DOJ will change its position, and even if it doesn't, there's a possibility, I would say a probability, that this court will rule that Trump wasn't acting within the scope of his employment. And moreover, that when it then goes to trial, if it does, she'll be able to claim. Robust punitive damages based on Uh this, just fortuitously, nastily uh, doubling or, or, you know, 16 fold uh, repeating the uh, nasty um, slurs against her, which a court, I I mean, the jury already has found uh, were, in fact, false and um, defamatory. Actual malice. And that's the third. Uh-huh. she says I want to amend my complaint, I want to add that information. Okay, so, initial cause of action still based on was he acting under scope of employment as that issue has gone all over the courts and is now back in the trial court for, that, that heard the, or presided over the jury trial and has seemed to be pretty favorable for him. Uh, for her excuse me and there will be um now uh, new information if he permits the addition of the complaint and that might even have the doj take another position which would really make it all go away so right. this is then going to proceed on the track to trial and the question is what will happen to the doj um position if the district court rules uh, against the DOJ could still always go back to the second circuit that could reverse, but that is the state of play. Trump, by putting his foot in him in CNN town hall, uh, has in fact increased his legal uh, exposure and weakened his defense that he was acting within the scope of employment. And that case uh, may well go forward with that key issue resolved against him, leaving it as just uh, similar to what happened before with a stronger claim for punitive damages. (sighs) Okay, got it? The, The big thing is to know it's the original case and she wants to amend her complaint. We'll see what the judge does with that motion and then what the DOJ does. Talk to you later. Yeah. What's up Midas, mighty? Mighty
2: Jordy here. Talking Feds, the YouTube Another channel run by a renowned attorney and former cop.
3: Another
0: uh, rape case, rape trial.
3: for 10 million dollars this
0: <laughs> stupid old rapist
4: exactly
0: what it is okay stupid old rapist exactly what it is and mm-hmm. He getting slapped with, oops, he getting slapped, not slept, they're making it hard for me to, to like change it, slapped with, this time, um, because, uh, (laughs) <laughs> CNN, CNN, clown hall, <laughs> clown hall, town hall, basically a fuck. Go ahead, keep it up, fuckface. And disqualify you. Okay, so this is a uh, stupid old rapist. He getting slapped with yet another rape trial. This time for the actual rape itself. Okay, um, because New York has a special law allowing victim um, now allowing victims of uh, <clears throat> sexual assaults come forward. Um, um, you know, you know older chargers. charges Okay, Okay. free fucking pep rally. Abuses effing assault motherfuckers. Ten million dollars, ah. Huh? Go ahead, keep it up for face. <laughs> We're gonna sue your blinds bitch. And disqualify you, all of you fucking GOP Traders. Gonna go down, you're going down, going down. Okay, so now I'm doing some copy-editing Trista, which would be much more interesting if you had some news on for the rest of us. That's a good points. By the way, I've got like 50 chicks now. More. I just had like four yesterday. <clears throat> um, rides. Right. Let's get some. Let's get the thing on. Oh, no. Lincoln. This is the flower life up here. Go straight into
5: This is the flower life up here.
3: This is the flower life up here. Katie Johnson. Gracias. (laughs) This is the final
0: welcome It's on Wikipedia
4: our life up here.
0: Wouldn't it be nice to
1: It's no great challenge but hang with me a a moment. This is the lawsuit that Eugene Carroll brought originally back in 2019, what the um, courts have taken to calling Carroll One. It was when Trump first defamed her, first said she's not my type, first called her a lunatic and whatever he did. It got caught up, as you may remember, in litigation under the Trump administration over the question When he defamed her, was Trump acting within the scope of his Mm -hmm. employment as president? And the Mm -hmm. Department of Justice came in and said that he was. The consequences for that would have been essentially fatal, because there would be two statutes involved. But one would say the Department of Justice would just take over the defense, but... The other would say the uh, whole cause of action goes away because the United States gets to choose as a sovereign what cases it will permit itself to be sued for, and this sort of intentional tort, which is what defamation is, is not on the list. So. The upshot of the Department of Justice position was that Eugene Carroll would be out of luck. Now, fortunately for her, uh, unfortunately for Donald Trump, after he left office, Trump defamed her again, uh, and moreover, New York State passed a law that permitted victims of sexual assault a one-year window to reopen their case even if uh, the statute of limitations had run, which it had long since, for E. Carroll. And Carroll too is the trial that happened a few weeks ago, where both the defamation, the one that succeeded Trump's presidency, and the assault were tried to a jury which held for Carroll. Meanwhile, back on the first case, so it has um, run quite a tortuous route through through the courts. She brought the case in New York State Court. Trump was able to move it into New York Federal Court. Then the Department of Justice made its motion saying we should take over this case because he was acting within the scope of employment. The judge denied that motion, and it went to the Second Circuit. And the Second Circuit, this is like 31 months, all very condensed, said, you know what, this is a matter of Washington, D.C. employment law. Same as if, you know, a a driver for Whole Foods in Washington had crashed into... It be nice? Someone, we're going to ask our friends in the D.C. Court of Appeals, the District of Columbia Court, and they did. And the District of Columbia Court said uh, a few weeks ago, "Sorry, we can't answer your question for you because it's not just a matter of what the law is. There's all these factual issues, especially the state of mind of the tort visa, that being Donald Trump." And they sent it back to the Second Circuit, which just a couple weeks ago said, okay, we have all the guidance we're going to do, and returned it to Judge Kaplan, who is the very guy who tried the other case, has been very favorable for E. Jean Carroll. Now, one more little wrinkle. In the meantime, she makes the motion to amend the complaint, and the Department of Justice says, Judge, please decide that first before we figure out what our position is. And that, of course, suggests they might be contemplating changing their position, which would make the whole issue go away. She, though, Eugene Carroll, says in her motion to amend the complaint, it should go away anyway and that's because there's new evidence that under the guidance of the DC Court of Appeals should really show that he wasn't acting within the scope of his employment what is that evidence well among other his deposition testimony in which he basically made clear he only told this to um, I think Melania therefore it made it makes Evidence that she wants to say makes it clear in terms of the scope of employment also he repeats these nasty comments on cnn town hall and they say that goes to the availability of punitive damages again not for this is the thing to grasp uh this is all still the 2009 uh, count. It's not a new cause of action or an amend. She hasn't added to it. It's all about deciding the big issue in the 2009 uh, complaint, which is whether Trump is acting within the scope of employment. So she asked the court, I'd like to amend the complaint to add some more information, like from his deposition and like what he said at CNN town hall and please let me do that Trump of course opposes and the Department of Justice says decide this motion please and then we'll tell you where we stand okay so deep breath again point number one not a new cause of action she's not uh, trying to um, uh, use or leverage the CNN town hall for another count but the same old one which will turn on whether he's acting within the scope of his employment There's a possibility that DOJ will change its position. And even if it doesn't, there's a possibility, I would say a probability, that this court will rule that Trump wasn't acting within the scope of his employment. Robust punitive damages based on his just gratuitously, nastily, uh, doubling or, or, you know, uh, 16-fold repeating the uh, nasty um, slurs against her, which a court, I mean, a jury already has found uh, were, in fact, false and um, done with actual malice. And that's the third reason she says, I want to amend my complaint. I want to add that information. Okay, so... Initial cause of action, still based on was he acting under scope of employment? Has, that issue has gone all over the courts and is now back in the trial court for that, that heard the or presided over the jury trial and has seemed to be pretty favorable for him, uh, for her, excuse me. And there will be um, now. And new information if he permits the addition of the complaint and that might even have the DOJ take another position which would really make it all go away. So this is then going to proceed on the track to trial and the question is what will happen to the DOJ. position if the district court rules uh, against the doj it could still always go back to the second circuit that could reverse but that is the state of play trump by putting his foot in it in cnn town hall Uh, has, in fact, increased his legal uh, exposure and weakened his defense that he was acting within the scope of employment. And that case uh, may well go forward with that key issue resolved against him, leaving it as just uh, similar to what happened before with a stronger claim for punitive damages. Okay, got it? The, the big thing is to know it's the original case and she wants to amend her complaint. We'll see what the judge does with that motion and then what the DOJ does. Talk to you later.
2: What's up Midas Mighty? Jordy here. Talking Feds, the YouTube channel run by renowned attorney and former top federal prosecutor Harry Lippman is now part of the Midas Touch Network. Check out the Talking Feds YouTube channel by searching for it right now and subscribe to Talking Feds on YouTube for free, great legal coverage. Search for Talking Feds on YouTube and subscribe today. Let's help get that channel to over 100,000 subscribers.
5: No,
0: you get it over. Um, Steven Colbert. Oh my god, Stephen Miller popped up. That's else? Um, um Steven at home, I guess? Mm-hmm. There we go. Okay, um, who else? Young, did I do Young de- Yeah, I did. Young Dems, and I did, uh, Cool. It's like a little
4: zine.
0: wouldn't it be nice i button to understand. okay um, Modest Touch, I tagged like Modest Touch, Eugene Carroll, and uh, the Democratic Coalition. read it right now Trista? Yeah, okay. Alright, so um, it's really long. <laughs> it takes three or four um, takes, uh, screenshots to capture it. Mm. And uh, I can only like, I can copy it, but I can't paste it. I can only paste it into... Uh, Facebook, that you know, will all come out because it's too long for Instagram, for example. Anyway, just to share some of my experience with my, I call it my media blitz approach. It's so that I can become um, unstoppable. I'm unstoppable. This but is the, interesting. To, to your
1: point John Stewart believes like Tucker, like
0: Tucker fucker Carlson like, is that's purposely cynical. evil. What
1: he does is is cynical. Right. And he hides the true motivation for it. And and that's what I mean by well, the difference between
2: uh, well-intentioned, honest brokering and cynical manipulation. Yeah, I definitely put, put him be. on the evil side. I wasn't...
5: Well, no, no, no. For me, I put him in the... Uh, no no question. I feel
1: like he knows exactly
2: what he's doing to say. No question. I don't feel like he's ignorant about his messaging and his coding.
1: No, no, no. No, it's all purposeful, yes. and it's marshalling very, very malevolent forces. Yes. Mm. No question. No. Th- t- to your point, though, about, like, a guy Martialing like Marshalling very like, malevolent forces. What he does is, is cynical. Right. And he hides the true motive.
0: Hashtag John Stewart says, hashtag fucker Carlson is Marshall's very malevolent force. Oh, shit. Hashtag John Stewart says that hashtag fucker Carlson Marshall's very malevolent forces. Fucker Carlson. I wonder if that's like ever trended. Fucker Carlson. Okay. Marshals, very malevolent forces. Tweet.
5: Oops, I spelled it That's cynical. What he does is cynical. Right. And he hides
1: the true motivation for it and and that's what i mean by the difference between uh well-intentioned honest brokering and cynical manipulation
2: yeah i definitely put him on the it's evil cynical side manipulation. For
0: you, no 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 for me
5: I, I put him in the uh
2: no no question i feel like he knows exactly what he's doing to say no question i don't feel like he's ignorant about his messaging and his coding
0: no
3: question no no no
2: no it's all he purposeful and it's marshaling very very,
1: very very malevolent forces yes no question no. That, to, yeah. to your point, though, about like a guy like Tucker Carlson, like
0: Tucker about 300 years ago, Dick Gregory,
5: America sent the scientists to Columbia to study hieroglyphics. So they, they copied stuff, took pictures of stuff on the case, drew stuff. So 150 years later, they cracked it. And here's what it said, white man, one day the white lady is going to do to your children what you have done to ours, and back then cocaine wasn't called the white lady. The reason I said I'm surprised you asked me that. Every minute we've been together since you picked me up, Eighty-one percent of everybody who OD'd in America is white folks. That's why I'm surprised. Mm-hmm. About 300 years ago, America sent the scientists to Columbia the
0: what? to
5: the study, study hieroglyphics. So they, they copied stuff. Mm-hmm. Took pictures of stuff on the caves. Mm-hmm. Drew stuff. The
0: Columbia I So 150 think? Oh shit. Just, uh, good.
5: So 150 years later they cracked it. And here's what it says, White man, one day the white lady gonna do to your children what you have done to ours. And back then cocaine wasn't called up. Hi there.
0: Exclamation points, we shared a lot of friends in common and you're a musician too, exclamation points, so I thought I would drop an ad. Thank you. Okay. Mm. Former drummer at professional musician St- Stefan Carlino Julian. Okay, it's a good thing about general chat that can solder replacement plugs on guitar cables and XLR cables. General chat, Arizona original music. Ooh, wow, I'm in the chat for Arizona Original Music. Pretty cool. uh so, oh, let's see here. Instride the jump music video uh this is arizona original oh shit man i should be sharing this stuff okay practice allow some yes okay allow okay just dead. Uh, well this is fun for me it's exciting for me although uh, we're gonna put on my touch in a minute here um, There.
4: Uh, Facebook. No. Not, not, not right now. Not right now.
0: Okay, Trista, let's get to um, YouTube. Yep. Okay.
5: What you call the white
0: leg. Dick Gregory, interesting um person I should do a podcast on him. Let's do a podcast like a you know, pick a somebody I wanna learn about. Do a podcast on him. That's what I do anyway. Anyway, uh subscription. Major deal secured, draft closing, in. Trump deadman watching Biden nuts, Mark, McCarthy and MAGA. Five minutes
5: ago, one simple hearing hack anyone can use to improve their hearing almost overnight.
2: Memorial Day podcast. We have a lot to discuss. First, President Biden outmaneuvered and out negotiated the MAGA Republicans, and struck a historic deal in principle with Kevin McCarthy to raise the debt ceiling. Is this deal perfect? No, but it keeps all of President Joe Biden's major priorities that help hard-working Americans, and it allows our economy to function and to keep on growing. Also, MAGA Republicans are livid. this deal. That's all you need to know. So what happens Mm. next? We will break it down here. Next up, we've got special counsel Jack Smith wrapping up his charging decisions. We're learning in connection with the ongoing criminal investigations into Donald Trump's theft of thousands of government records. Also, Trump's attorneys are dropping like Flies.
4: Yeah, we yeah. all know what
2: MAGA stands for. Make attorneys. Get attorneys. MAGA Republican Ken Paxton probably needs multiple attorneys. He <laughs> was impeached this weekend by the Texas Republican-controlled House of Representatives, which also ignored the social media ranting and whining of Donald Trump and Kerry Lake and Marjorie Taylor Greene and the rest of that MAGA criminal cartel telling them not to impeach their criminal buddy. Next up, a trial before the Texas Senate where Ken Paxton's wife, Angela Paxton, interestingly enough, is a state senator. And do you know, this is a weird fact, the song that she sings all the time, like, She's known for just walking around and singing the song where she goes, I'm a pistol-packing mama whose husband sued Obama. I'm a pistol-packing mama whose husband sued Obama. Yes, I am. That's what What? she ran on. Well, actually, you're the wife of an impeached, cheating husband who covered up his affair by getting his mistress a job for a real estate developer by accepting bribes. Big yikes. Damn. Ron DeSantis continues to try to out-fascist Donald Trump. His entire campaign over this past weekend has been focused on, this is his main issue, he will destroy the left. He will crush them. He will crush the woke. doesn't say anything about how he's going to help the people. And his new thing, too, is he's giving these press conferences in front of, like, ships and, like, military equipment. He He is a total, total clown. This is the Midas Touch podcast. And on this Memorial Day, we'd like to take this opportunity, of course, to honor those who have made the ultimate sacrifice for our country. Brett and Jordy. how are you doing today? It's an important day for our country, Memorial Day. And I think it's important that we do reflect on the brave men and women in the armed forces who gave the ultimate sacrifice On this day, um, you know, it's really makes you think a lot about the meaning of patriotism.
3: The messaging contrasted with that of which we're seeing from.
2: Republicans. It really shows you that they are really just working for two almost entirely different countries, and you see President Biden taking this, this perspective that he's supposed to, that he is a president for all people in the country, while you see these MAGA Republicans, you see Ron DeSantis, you see Donald Trump trying to further divide the country further drive a wedge between the country and really try to make one even more than half of the country the enemy which i think is so dangerous and speaks to their authoritarian tendencies so i'm excited to show uh you know i think on the show a lot we show these contrasts these contrasts in leadership this contrast in messaging so i'm excited to get into it i hope everybody if you had a long weekend has been able to enjoy the long weekend um, I know it's been, uh, you know, quite the busy uh, year. I cannot believe that it's Memorial Day. Just in general, wow. I cannot believe that it is May 29th. How crazy is that? But always good to be here with the brothers. You know, we don't take a break here on the Midas Touch Network. <laughs> Jordy, how you doing? I'm doing well, B. You just said that and put that also perfectly. So I'm going to comment on Ben singing in that intro, Ben. I thought Brett was the vocalist of the brothers. That was really impressive. Like, you had a beat, you had rhythm. That was some good country, Ben. Well, I appreciate it. Not the greatest yeah, yeah. song in the world to uh, display my, uh, my, my uh, talents yeah, like But Speaking so on be be right. that theme, Brett, right. that right. is what yeah. she ran her campaign on. She ran the campaign that she's a pistol-packing mama whose husband sued Obama. And that's that was the message. Not here's what I'm doing for the people. Here's what uh, here's here's what we're fighting for. Here's what I'm delivering. You know. And as we talk about the debt ceiling negotiation, one of the key things was President Biden was fighting to preserve and to protect things that benefit hard-working Americans, and the only issues where Kevin McCarthy and MAGA Republicans were focused on was how do we screw over the most vulnerable who have no one to really fight for them, and also how, how do we screw over the hard-working Americans? Look, if they were going to be serious, about these conversations, right? Maybe the first area I would be like, you know what? Giving tax write offs to billionaires for their yachts and for their projects. Maybe we start there. Maybe if we want to figure out how we can bring more revenue into our treasury, maybe we we'll start focusing on things like that. Maybe we close the loophole in our tax. What's, me What's going on, huh? Oh, shit. There, there. Oh, How about we start with the baseline? Okay, you're it. It's that oh, shit, pay. should not pay they should be all the in the world and they should have all this stuff. I wasn't and that should be protected like like what and where the MAGA republicans want to focus on and they're high-fiving each other even though it's definitely not a victory because as we go through what this ultimate deal was but he decreased the work requirements for the snap program the supplementary system from 49 to 54. and they're like high-fiving each other i mean president biden did something brilliant because when he realized with the group, the of homeless, right? So what Biden did was capture that same group, that big potential that's beyond there. He expanded the eligibility of the program to homeless individuals and to veterans who never before were able to get a stay. So that's the expansion of the program, but it allows Kevin McCarthy. To go high five is base and say they screwed over poor people. Like I just
4: that's what, that's what they consider a that's what they I
2: consider mean it reminds me of when we yeah, play that bought, clip. Head crew, and Uh, the Republicans fist fist bump each other after voting down the
4: PAC Act in the
2: Senate. I mean, they've done it literally, so it's no surprise that they're now doing it figuratively over this uh, bill right here for the debt ceiling. Um, But I think what we saw throughout this process was we saw Kevin figuratively and say they...
0: Hey veterans exclamation point, never forget that time...
2: ...efforts to fuck and say they screwed over poor people. Like, I just... Yeah, easily. So it's actually an expansion of the program.
0: When Republicans were fist-bumping each other...
2: But it allows Kevin McCarthy to go... F-
0: ...each other for effing you over exclamation point
4: happy memorial day
0: happy memorial day thank you for your service
2: they screwed over poor people like I just
4: that's that's what they consider
2: that's what they consider a, a W I mean it reminds me of when we literally saw Ted Cruz and the Re- the Republicans fist bump each other after voting down the Pact Act in the Senate. I mean they 've done it literally, so it 's no surprise that they 're now doing it figuratively over this uh, as we saw Kevin McCarthy uh, put on a whole lot of false bravado uh, he he put on this whole kind of strong positioning where you know he wasn't going to cave an inch and he was going to cut all these programs and this was going to be the one opportunity where he was
0: hey veterans exclamation point
2: single-handedly never torpedo
0: never forget when the republicans were fist bumping each other for fucking you over exclamation point thank you for your service happy memorial day
2: Hashtag VoteVet. higher Biden agenda with massive cuts to government spending, massive cuts to Biden's efforts to fund the IRS, massive cuts to Biden's environmental efforts, massive cuts to Biden's efforts to help those most vulnerable in the country. First off. Once again, let's go back, let's just think about the things that they are. were hoping to do. I mean, that's pretty messed up. Um, but Kevin promised his people that he was going to do all that and more. He set these ridiculously high expectations for his side, and he could not deliver on any of them. He was not able to deliver on them at all. He set the bar so high that truly, unless he led our country into catastrophic default on the debt, and completely destroyed the entire global economy, I don't think any of the people who support him, I I don't think any of those mad Republicans would have been happy any other way, unless he let the entire economy explode. So he he gave himself these impossible expectations going into this whole process that he inevitably could not